Every first Sunday of Lent, we have the same theme in the gospel. It's Jesus going into the desert. It's coming back to you. And so we have different gospel versions. This year, it's Mark. Actually, we're focusing on Mark. And we notice that Mark's gospel, the rendition of this particular uh, experience, is very short. The other ones are longer. And so you're happy. But Mark's is very brief. He says this, simply, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained there for 40 days, tempted by Satan. But notice this. What hit me was, he says, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. So it was like, it was meant to be the Holy Spirit driving Jesus into the desert. Why? First of all, Jesus is sinless. He doesn't need to go into the desert, but He does. The Spirit wants Him to go there and be tempted by Satan. That sounds exciting. I'll go into the desert and be tempted by Satan. And so Jesus does, because Jesus is also fully human. He's divine, but He's fully human. And so He goes into the desert, and we know what happens, that Satan tempts Jesus with different things. Is it coming back to you? He says, Jesus, if you want to, you can turn these stones into bread. Jesus says, no, don't need to do that. The point is, Satan was trying to get Jesus to do things he didn't need to do, things that were contrary to his mission. And he defeated Satan and came out a lot stronger. And so, friends, this is what Lent is about for us. The Spirit also wants to drive you out into the desert and to contend with Satan. That's what Lent is for. Whether we knew it or not, that's what it's for. The depth of it is. It's to deal with Satan and to learn how to handle him. This is the real purpose of Lent. So, friends, the question is, in what areas do we feel the devil tempting us? Everyone in here has that, just to make it clear. Unless you've reached perfection. The devil is tempting you daily, and he's good at it. How is he tempting you? Is he causing you to be selfish? Is he encouraging you to be negative and critical of other people? He's good at that too. Find everything that's wrong about others. Oh, the devil loves that. Is he trying to divide your family? Even your marriage. He likes that too. He's the divider. Is he tempting you to misuse your sexuality? Looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. Boy, he's good at that. He makes all kinds of things look real good to us. That aren't good for us. Is he tempting you to find peace in things other than God? Yep, that's a big one. That's what he's trying to tempt Jesus with. Is he ca causing you to question how much God loves you? The devil also can do that. 
He can confuse us. And maybe lastly, is he trying to get you to doubt your faith because something difficult maybe happened to you lately? And so the devil creeps in and he says, see, God's really not that good or he wouldn't let you go through that. The devil's at work, friends. He just is. And so we need to deal with him. This is what Lent is for, really. I mean, we talk about other things during Lent. You know, I gave up candy or I gave up ice cream or um, I'm going to not watch certain things. These things are all good, but let's be honest. When Easter comes, most of us are going to eat candy again and uh, eat ice cream or whatever it is. I'm not making a lie to that, but I'm just saying... What's going to change your life, though? It will be that? Probably not. It might help you during Lent. But what's going to change your life? I'm getting louder. Because that's the point of the homily. So I just want to make that point. Sorry, back there in the back. We're looking for life-changing things, though. And that will mean going into the desert. So the church tells us we should do three things during Lent that will help us battle against the devil. You know what they are. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. These are three uh, weapons, if you will, against the devil. So first, prayer. That's an obvious one. We all need more prayer. Everybody in this church needs more prayer. More time to speak and listen to our Lord. More time to spend with his word. I wanted to share this. One powerful way I learned to pray when I was in the seminary, good place to learn to pray, one thing I learned was this, that if I can name my temptations and invite Jesus into those with me, I can find new strength. That sounds kind of simple, but it's really important that if you can name your temptations, especially the ones that are most difficult for you, and invite Jesus into those you can find healing and strength. Try it. It saved my life. little prayer like that. I'm a simple man, as you all know. And so simple things like that are really important to me. Jesus, save me from this. Protect me. These are simple prayers, but really important ones. Learn to pray that way this Lent. Fasting is another great weapon. You know the great saints, when you read their stories, almost all of them fasted. Like when they wanted to get something done that was really hard for them, or to grow in, in deeper holiness, what would they do? Fast. Sometimes from food, sometimes from other things. But I'm just asking all of you, and myself, fasting is really important. I don't know if food's the most important thing to fast from. Maybe it is. I think it's other things. For us in our modern age, like most people tell me, you know what the biggest thing that people want to fast from during Lent? Thank you, Ashley. Social media. I had an older lady tell me that this week. During Lent, she's going to fast from social media. This is an older lady. Imagine everybody that's under her which is most of us in this church, 
fasting from social media. You know, every Sunday, I get this thing on my iPhone. I got an iPhone. Yeah, I do. This thing pops up, and it tells you how much time you spent on it that week. I got it a while ago, like 9.15. It popped up. You had this much percentage compared to last week on your iPhone. It's always depressing because it's like, are you serious? What in the world did I do all that time? Some good things, but some things, not real good. Just looking around. I could have spent that time serving others, praying, doing something a lot better. So fasting can help us open up space for other things that are greater. Isn't that what fasting does? It can make us stronger and help resist things. This is what Jesus found even in his humanity. What did he do there in the desert? He fasted. Jesus did. And the last one is almsgiving. In other words, being generous with what we've been given. Because we know that when we're generous, we find out who we really are. Like at the core of our being. That's who we're meant to be. Generous people with the gifts that God has given us. But when we're selfish, we end up unhappy. Unfortunately, the devil, he likes to sow that in us. Just take care of yourself. Keep your things to yourself. But we know that doesn't bring us happiness. Real happiness comes from being generous with what we've been given. So those are the three things that we want to work on during Lent. So can we all take something in each of those categories? Nothing real huge. Don't even do that because it's not a good idea. Then it usually makes life miserable for others, right? You ever done that? Give up something really, really hard and then make, every, be unco- make everybody else uncomfortable. No one here. Go ahead and laugh, please. Don't do that though, right? Yeah, take three things. One in each of those categories and see what it does for you. What it will do for you is it will give you renewed strength to fight against the devil. I mean, really, that's why we're doing those things. We're not doing them to like prove something else. We're doing those things to get stronger so that when Satan comes and tries to tempt us, we can say what Jesus did. No, I'm not interested in you, Satan. I'm interested in what God wants from me. So try it. My last thought today, in the gospel, right at the end, it said this. Jesus was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. That jumped off the page for me. Did you catch that? It said, the angels ministered to him. Oh, I thought that's so cool. Jesus was surrounded by angels to hold him up. Of course he was. But you know what? So are you. Did you know that? Angels are surrounding you, wanting to help you. It's just that we can't see them, so we don't think about them. But it's true. 
Actually, you did know that you have your own angel. Everybody know that? Back there in the back. You didn't respond. Everybody's got their own angel. We learned that when we were young. You have a guardian angel. When I was young, I learned that prayer, actually. You guys know the prayer? Oh, you're older now. You don't have to pray it. (laughs) That's my thing. Well, you know, I've gotten older now. Oh, yeah, real great. Now is when I need it. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Everybody should know that prayer. That's another Lenten thing for you, because that's really important. You have a guardian angel. You should name him, and you should talk to him, because someday you're going to meet him. That's cool. Like meeting your guardian angel, and he can tell you all these things he's done for you. My list is real long. I could name some of the things he's done for me. So, you have angels ministering to you. Just wanted to share that. Jesus did, and so do you. Don't forget it. Will you go into the desert this Lent? That's up to you. I would really encourage it, though. You can get a lot stronger there. You'll come out a lot stronger. Jesus did. Jesus did all that in the desert, and he came out, and he was ready for that. For those who can't see, I'm pointing to the crucifix. He was getting ready for that. And we're getting ready for our life. We don't know what lies ahead for us, but we know it involves that, carrying the cross. And so we need to get stronger, friends. That's what Lent's all about. So join me. Let's go into the desert.